Hello, everybody. Welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your host, as always, Pylon, and we're here with you on a different night this week because we I was busy enjoying Thanksgiving because I'm in Canada, so I had a fun week. And then it's a holiday in the States that always confuses me. It's Indigenous People's Day as well as Columbus Day, depending on where or what is going on in your state, I think. Is that right, Alara? Um, I believe so. Okay, so that makes sense. So I don't know, they have a couple different days celebrating it. But yes, since we have a little bit of a shorter harvest season here in Canada before the snow comes, we celebrate Thanksgiving a little bit earlier. Uh, And that voice you heard there was our good friend Alara back again this week. How are you doing this evening? And you? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. We haven't I, I was like trying to struggle to get the show so that I could make it work yesterday. It's like there was just nothing. And I also threw up my back, which made it even worse. Everything was hard. So getting old's hard. I'm telling you, don't You're do it. still not that old. Yeah. Okay. Here's my excuse, though, is I played rugby for like the majority of my adolescence. So I think that like tripled my aging time of my body because I just destroyed it over and over and over again. So. And you do have small children, and I do have small children whose favorite pastime is climbing on top of me and having That's me That's because you're around, excessively so. tall. Exactly. You're not just like normal adult height. Pylon <laughs> is, is six foot five. I don't know what that is. You must know what that is. Trick, right? It's uh, 198 centimeters, I think. So you're almost two meters. I'm almost two meters tall. I'm not quite. It's 195 so or 198. I can never remember. Must be super exciting for small children. Maybe. There's a lot of you to climb. <laughs> and that other voice you hear or see if you're watching us on the live stream is Baratron. How are you doing this fine Tuesday Eve? Oh, not bad. Remember last episode when I said I was going to start off the show announcing the date? Completely forgot about that already. So I even have it in the show notes. It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday, October 13th of the year 2020. But I completely forgot that I was going to do that. So I need to like write a script to remind myself what to do at the beginning of every episode. Uh, but we've got a fun episode tonight. There's a bit of news to talk about. And then we decided what we're going to do is a lot of people on Twitter have been sharing their like Tamriel together stories as part of a sweepstakes that's going on with the Elder Scrolls Online community. But we figure, well, we've got a different platform we can discuss all that on. So we're going to go over some of our fond memories of people and events that we've done within Elder Scrolls Online and with Elder Scrolls in general, too. So we think that's going to be a fun thing to get started with. So why don't we pop over and start talking about the news? first. So we've got a decent amount of news to talk about this week. So, uh, Baratron, do you want to get us started on what's going on in the world of the Elder Scrolls Online? Okay, well, uh, if you own the Greymore chapter... Don't forget to claim your Lost Treasures of Skyrim bundle before October the 15th at standard cutoff time, 2pm GMT or 10am Eastern time. The rewards that you get for that are the horror with face and body. Some really quite nasty tattoos. The Orchid Veil, vale, uh, the Orchid Full Veil that's that's a tongue twister that is, uh, which is a little purple deer, kind of the total opposite. And the Antiquarian's Alpine Gallery Playhouse. Which is, which is the deep. real one you want. Like theme, yeah. And the Antiquarian Phaedra House Guest. Uh, house Guests are the 
introduced where you can put them in a house, you can set them on a path so that they walk around and they actually make the house look alive. Yeah. Have you guys had a chance to play with the go to the Antiquarian's Alpine Gallery? I haven't I yet. I actually haven't. I've downloaded the bundle on both NA and EU. And I will look at it because I certainly have uh, antiquities that need to be displayed somewhere. But I'm still trying to build my other museum house, and there's only so you know I can only build one museum house at a time. Yeah, I've been I've gone there a few times, uh, but then it's a it's a bit of a yeah it's so big it's hard to fill out a lot. So I've been putting some things into it, some things not. But I don't know. I'll probably have a little bit more time to play with it later. I am gonna use it as my like museum location. I think that'll be the best way to do it. But as of right now, it's pretty bare, and I've just like kind of offloaded stuff from my bank so that I could hold more set items while I'm waiting for mm. update 29 because I'm just outside I'm just like overflowing with gear because I'm like oh should I delete this ring that I've never used before no I shouldn't because <laughs> I don't know the next time I'm gonna be in that dungeon so I might as well hoard it until the update but yeah I'm cutting in and out why am I cutting in and out I think um, you need to move your mic a bit closer I, to you I definitely hear it closer again. yeah it's, it's all of us we can hear it too. So it's not this. It's not Skype or the stream this time. I think it's your mic's a bit too far away from your face. So. Yeah, because you're cutting out. It's your noise gate. We need to turn off that noise gate. But we'll play with that a little bit later. I'll let Baratron fiddle with that. Um, in other news, there is currently an ESO Plus trial, which is awesome. Uh, so right now it runs from now. I think it started earlier today or yesterday. I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> Um, and it goes until October 19th. So you just have to activate it on the in-game crown store and then uh, get all of your crafting materials and your craft bag. They should just automatically port over there, I think. I don't think you have to click anything. They'll just show up there. Uh, you get all the other benefits, like you can dye costumes, you can decorate your houses with double slots, you get access to all the DLC, not chapters, just DLCs, um, and old chapters, I think once they become available as part of the DLC system. You'll get access to all of that, the double XP, and all the other sweet, sweet benefits. Can you buy the items from the Crown Store that are like the free statuettes during mm. the trial? I oh, don't I doubt think it. so. Because there's certain things they want to keep. Yes, yeah. yeah, which makes sense. Um, um, sorry, which, which way do I want to change my noise gate? You want to turn it I'm, off. I can't turn it off. You Sorry. can turn it off. Uh, threshold is minus 39 decibels right now. And so I you probably want it, it to be about now. minus 45 decibels. Okay. Right. Change that. There we go. That should do it there. Um, other than that, yeah. So if you want to check that out, make sure you go in there if you haven't already got the trial. Uh, there's no real benefits, I believe, for anybody that is currently an ESO Plus subscriber. Uh, I know in the past they've done some funny things with that, like trying to give people a free day or something like that, but I don't think they're doing anything anymore. It just kind of, I don't know, we already have ESO Plus. I don't feel, I don't ever feel slighted when they do stuff like this if you already have ESO Plus. So I never no, really have totally a problem with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so here, I'll post the link to that in chat while Baratron goes over what the PvP test is. Okay, so uh, we've been mentioning these PvP tests each week, and PvP test 6 is currently active on the live servers 
From now until October the 19th, the group size in Cyrodiil is limited to 12 players. If a group contains six or more players, everyone's AoE abilities will go on individual cooldowns and have an escalating cost, similar to tests three and four. Now, what I understand from this uh, is that getting into Cyrodiil is a bit of a problem. Uh, yesterday, I mean, Monday night, you don't expect Monday to be that that busy, but it was, it was very, very busy yesterday, unless it was just because of the... Uh, public holiday that some people had yeah that's really say. interesting um, yeah but yeah a, yesterday Cyrodiil was full the queue was moving very very slowly yeah the this is the most complex so far of all the tests like this one like they clearly are just gathering data because there's no way they would actually yeah. make this a feature in game so for anybody freaking out they're never going to make it that, okay, if you're in a group of six, you get cooldowns, but if you're more than six, you don't have, like, they're not going to add that feature to the game. So this is literally them just trying to grab as much data as possible to try to determine what they can do. Um, yeah, they're trying to figure out what the actual cause of lag yeah. in Cyrodiil when people use area of effect abilities actually is. You know, what is the source of it? Yeah, exactly. So, that would be, it'd be kind of funny if they actually tried to... Um, implement this in game like i would never know so like you'd have people being like trying to like be like okay oh we're at six we're at four people groups so no one make a group over four people so we don't get the cooldown like oh there's a zero but they get the cooldown so we don't have to worry about it like it'd just be super fun super super funny yeah, it would just be too complicated yeah and a reminder that if you do go into cyrodiil you get double ap oh hooray yeah. be so good. it's you know as as a reward for taking part in the test awesome Alara, do you want to let us know what's new in the Crown Store this week? So first of all, there's uh, three limited time offers currently available until the 15th, which is two days from now um, at the time of recording. Uh, first of all, the Necromancer class is on sale for the price of 1,200 crowns, which is a saving of 20%. The Unholy Glowbone Dragon Pets returned, and it's uh, 1,200 or a little cheaper for ESO Plus members. And um, I, we have a note here saying that you can't use the free trial to claim the member's price. So, okay, so we know that. So they probably keep the statuettes out too. Probably, yeah. I would imagine. That makes sense. And then there's also the um, Ebony Blades returned. Again, 1,200 crowns or cheaper for ESO+. Plus. Yes, which is a skin. It's a style, correct? Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, not a motif or anything like that. Right. Gets a long, a long sword or great sword. Yeah. Which is very uh, cool. Yep. There's a new costume in the store, the Dark Passions <laughs> Regalia costume for that. Which has uh, which has ignited the fires of the ESO fam that we've seen like <laughs> everywhere yeah, I go. Everyone's just like pretty short, great screenshots. Shorts. It's Short it's basically shorts. it's booty shorts, but with this huge flap at the front in front yeah. of the crotch. And the conclusion we have come to is that this is to make it decent when male players wear it. Well, well okay. not male have players, you, male characters. The male version of it, like it's slightly different, I think, because yeah. I think the women's has like a neck, whereas the men's is like completely open. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It might just be the shape of it looked like on my. I put it on Rumpel Guar skin, which was brilliant. <laughs> um, I absolutely love it on him. So that's going to be his costume for the entire month. I've seen it on a lot of male characters <laughs> oh, now yeah. 
thing to be warned about this is the jacket doesn't dye well. Although the default colour of the jacket is black and you think, oh, it'll look fantastic in dark purple, it doesn't. It actually, something about the costume washes out those colours to pastel. Um, and I highly recommend that you look at the official forum or our Discord to, to see screenshots before you buy it to avoid disappointment. Because, you know, the last thing you want to do is spend a thousand crowns and then be disappointed. I, like, nine times out of ten forget I can even dye costumes. So it doesn't, it never bothers me because I'm like, ah, I'm just going to leave it probably how it was intended because I have the hardest time with dying things in ESO, like just never knowing what part is going to die, what part like is going to, what color is actually going to show up like a color. Like I go to use Cold Harbor Black and it turns out like light gray and I'm like, didn't see that one coming, but okay, no. whatever. Yeah. So I, 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 I like it. I think it's really funny. It's like. I'm just imagining them making that. Someone was just like, should we add booty shorts? We should add booty shorts. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to add booty shorts to the game. Everyone's going to be very happy about this. And then they put this great flap on it. Well, they have. They, As... I feel like they have to. Didn't have They're, to be quite that long. Yeah, it makes it, I feel like it's it actually makes it funny that it's there. <laughs> that um, as anyway, well as... Yeah. The, yeah, last thing available... Uh, is the furnishing pack for sinister holojack items so it's got some uh jack lanterns and tombstones and stuff like that and that's available until november 3rd at the price of 3500 crowns or for esl plus members 2800 oh it's so I, I have a few friends that have bought it there's so many pumpkins there's so many pumpkins now uh, I do but, like the gross things in jars. I mean, I don't like them. They're horrible, but I, I, I like I mm -hmm. like that they exist. Yeah, exactly. I know uh, what you mean. Don't worry there. Uh, as well, there's a, it was an update on the PTS. So patch 6.2.3 enables the Mid-Year Mayhem for testing, which is exciting. Uh, EU character copies remain on there. And then there was a bunch of bug fixes uh, for all of the new things that are going on. So just lots of similar things there. Nothing too exciting to report there and uh one final note is uh our friends over at the written in uncertainty podcast had an interview with loremaster layman tuttle Lehman tuttle i always forget i remember it i hear it i get it corrected they're like Lehman. it's Lehman, right i don't know i think so I it's think gotta it's be Lehman. yeah we've discussed this like every time his name comes up Lehman tuttle <laughs> our favorite loremaster that is currently at the elder schools online uh, did an interview with them so I think that's really fun. So make sure you check it out. We'll post the link in chat and in the show notes afterwards if you want to go check them out. We like that podcast. I like all of the other ESO podcasts. It's so. definitely an interesting interview. Uh, yeah. There is a, tr a full transcript on the site. Now, this is now how I knew that I was getting old because I looked at it and it's white on black. And these days people don't... Do you know, I grew up with white on black. When I was a kid, um, a lot of modes only had two colours. But now I much prefer white on 18% grey. Yeah. And I was, I was actually having a bit of eye strain reading it and thinking, my goodness, I'm getting old. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of interesting. They go into philosophy. They go into, um, you know, he talks a bit about some of the, uh, the law books like the 36th Sermon of Vivek. And apparently there's stuff hidden in some of these law books that people still haven't found. That's so exciting. Which is, I love the which fact is, that they're still secrets. Yeah, still secrets, yeah. Like, that makes the, that, for me, makes all of the games so much more enjoyable, knowing that there's still things that, 
we could know that we don't. Mm. You know what I yeah, mean? Definitely. Like there's like it's not like the like the dreamer where they're just like the dreamer. <laughs> dwemer. Dwemer. <laughs> dwemer. Uh, it's not like the dwemer where like nobody knows the answer, like except for maybe Todd Howard in it like that he's thought of, but he probably also has like eighteen different versions of what he thinks could have happened with them. There's so, like I like when they add stuff and it's just there. And like people can find it, but it's a secret. No one's actually found it. I love that in any game when it's like they have those kind of secrets. Uh but yeah, so make sure you go check out Written in Uncertainty. We'll have a link for them there. Uh, and since we don't have loss this week, I'll share what event we missed. We missed another Singleton Gauntlet. So if you haven't done a Singleton Gauntlet, those are the ones where they only allow one copy per card um, in your entire deck, and then you go through. I didn't get a chance to play it. I don't know if either of you guys did. Mm-mm. No, yeah, I didn't play it. I always struggle with these ones because you have to make a new deck every time. And then I'm like, oh, do I want to go spend the time building out a single deck like a a deck with all single cards like i have to click every single card once and like go through it it just takes so much time that we don't really i don't really dig into it too much um but we did get a lot of blades new so laura do you want to go over what's new in blades so there was a town hall um update and article or article okay let me start up there's (laughs) update 1.9 town hall article and video um, there you go. So, yeah, that's what I meant to say. So this adds um, a new in-game map, and I actually brought my Switch here to kind of show oh, what it looks smart. like. Yep. So um, it might mean we might be able to solve the mystery about where Blades takes place. So, I, spoiler I kinda looked. At, yeah, I kind of looked at it a little bit. I really couldn't tell. No. It, it, the only thing we can see so far is that it's coastal, which we yeah. kind of already knew, but it really does not give us really much direction at where it is mm-hmm. but yeah basically the map uh shows where all the quests are and it has you so you can see how far you got how many quests there are out there and stuff like that another update that they're uh or another thing they're adding in this update is seasons for pvp so uh these are going to reset every month and um this season you can get the victor sword and gold silver or bronze for the top 100 ranks yeah, so I won't be there. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll, so I'll okay. S- um, we don't mean seasons like weather. We mean during this month or whatever, or this period of weeks, certain gear is available, right? Sort of. So the way, like in any PvP season, think of it like a campaign in ESO. It's kind of like uh, for like Legends. A yeah, like the monthly things for Legends. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's the rankings it not like, that get reset. It's not like you're going to be PvPing in the snow. Or you're no, <laughs> no, yeah, no. Season no. seasons is like kind of a generic PvP term for when a ladder resets. Mm-hmm. So every season, there's a ladder reset. So you start at the bottom again and have to climb your way back up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So also, the um, top guilds are going to get uh, gems and soul gem rewards, which. We have a chance because I know at one point one of the top PvPers was in our EU UESP guild. <laughs> so there's a chance that one of our guildies will get it for the EU guild, but I want them to up the, the number of people in a guild. That's what I really want. I want 200. I was just, yeah, yeah, I was just about to small. ask how many people can you it's have 20. in 20. 20? It's 20 yeah. people. That's silly. That's why UESP has like eight guilds. 
So I know it's kind of it's kind of annoying that it's so mm-hmm. so small, but hopefully I hopefully they'll make some changes to that as the time goes on. So uh, also in this patch is um, there's going to be new events featuring uh, dark seducers as a new mm-hmm. enemy type. And they have a special ability that temporarily turns all physical attacks to poison damage. Yeah, I think I know a lot of people are really excited to see Dark Seducers in the game, so that should be really good. Um, they seem cool. I haven't got a, we haven't got a chance to see them yet. I played for a little bit today when I got the update, but we have our spooky town again, which is fun. Yep, the Halloween theme is back, and the uh, icon for the uh, game here. Oh, yeah. that's oh, they even updated I on like Switch. That. I didn't realize they yeah. could update the icons on Switch. Apparently, they can. Yeah, I didn't realize they either. But that yeah. update came out t- today, so. Just update your game and you can check it out yourself. Yeah, I'll have to run my Switch again. Maybe we'll do a stream with it later this week. See what's different. Um, And then uh, in Call to Arms news, there was uh, an announcement from Modifius that the base camp competition is over and they have uh, Campfire Tales and Making Camp. Those were the two different competitions, right? Right. So one of them was uh, to make your own scenario for the game that yeah. involves like a camp uh, type situation. And then the other one was to build a piece of scenery that looks like a camp. Yeah. Uh, so the winning scenario was Children of Malakoth, and it'll be produced into an official scenario. Um, and then runner ups may also actually be published later on, they said. So which is kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. They said in the article that um, like the guy who was judging it, he did thought at first when he was looking at it that it was one of their in-development scenarios. Oh, really? So, must have been, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> and then they've got pictures of all the um, the winner and the runners-up also of the scenery competition, so I'll put a link to that in the chat. Awesome. Well, that's I was amused about, oh. that absolutely everybody who won those competitions had, had a male name. Like, there were things like Brian and Michael and John and I was like, Interesting. really, really, there aren't any women playing with miniatures, really. Yeah, I imagine there are, but it's, it's also like I imagine right now they're also pulling from a very small pool of the people a playing tabletop miniature games, b willing to make scenarios for tabletop miniature games, and like though like you're going with a really really small filter, mm-hmm. so it could and, be like and, and ten c, people submitted, able to afford. To buy them because you yeah. know those things are beautiful expensive. but yeah. also expensive yeah and if you're making your own that's it even the ability to make your own scenery is an even smaller yep. subset of people <laughs> that are like 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 that like the fact that they got that and enough submissions itself is probably amazing so i looked at it actually and a couple of them reminded me of cake toppings oh, you know really? like when you have yeah you know like when you have a fancy cake when it's somebody's birthday and you make you make it uh, based on the fandom that they're into, uh, because because they were supposed to be sort of essentially square or circular. So a little, uh, yeah, yeah, I looked at it and it really so reminded me of cakes. And I thought, gosh. Well, why don't we pop over because I think that's the end of the news and yep. talk about the people that help bring us to you every week. So I just want to start off by thanking, first of all, everybody here that's listening or watching or joining us week after week. We really appreciate when you guys come out and join us. It's a lot of fun. 
Uh, we do like to do it for you guys. So seeing you all here is really good. Uh, I also want to thank all of our patron subs for continuing to support us financially over the time as time goes on. You'll be excited. I know you, we posted earlier that the all of the physical rewards should now be going to our distribution center. So they're getting ready to fulfill all of the packages and get them sent out. So we don't know. They should be there by the end of this month. So we're hoping to have them, I think, November, sometime in November, which would be really exciting. So you'll be seeing those things too soon. Uh, I want to thank Seabert and Tina Berry, our newest patron subs. Uh, and I want to thank our Twitch subs for the, all the people that joined us for our Twitch streams with uh, Spastic Madman and V Hale, who gave us uh, five gifted subs last week. So that was really exciting. Uh, did that during Avron's stream, which you can always tune into on the weekends. Uh, and yeah, I just want to thank everybody who comes out. And I want to remind everybody that honestly, the best thing you can do to support us is go onto the wiki, make a account and start working on articles. We've got a new DLC coming out with a lot of new lore. So get it in there and adding little things that you find is super helpful. So even if you just start with small edits, fixing typos, reformatting things it's always very helpful and if you're a little bit scared there's tons of people on the discord we've got a channel specifically for wiki editing help uh i post in there whenever i have a question because i'm not an expert wiki editor by any stretch uh and there's always people that are super willing to help you so i recommend you guys do that but why don't we go talk about the different things that we're up to this week So if you haven't joined us before, this is the section where we like to talk about just the different things that we've been up to recently in the Elder Scrolls game. So Baratron, why don't we get started with you? What have you been up to? Uh, it was my dad's 70th birthday last week, and my dad is one of these people who is a big child and likes to be the centre of attention. And he originally wanted, like, two big parties, one for all the family. Like, I mean, all the family. And one for friends, but obviously, you know, the COVID uh, put pay to that. So instead, we had this party that was just me, my husband and my parents. And you're like, OK, you had you had two people come to your house. How was that an effort? Well, it, it literally it took a lot of the week to organise. Oh, we man. had to do things like um, buy helium balloons in a box and things like that and I had to phone. I had to phone the Lebanese place um, where we where we get food from and say, "Look, it's, I know that it's evening and you don't do lunch specials in the evening, but it's what my dad wants, and it's his seventieth birthday. It's jumping up." So you know, it was, it was like that. And here I am talking about it on on the internet, but you know, with the name Baratron, so it's not like he's going to find me. <laughs> That's what you think. Yep. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> anyway. Yes, ESO news. I've been attempting to farm a lightning staff of the worm cult and a lightning staff of Hollowfang. So I've been running Courts of Madness and Moongrave Fame whenever I can. Oh man, I need to join um, you for Moongrave. I need dance, to get a, well, you should, I need a Hollowfang. You should come to Dungeon Help Night. I should come to Sign but, up. Yeah, I should. But I'm always busy, is the problem. Always busy. Yeah, it's this busyness thing. Uh, so the UESP Guild ran Veteran Cloudrest Plus Zero on Saturday and completed it in 55 minutes uh, with a score of 14,132, which didn't sound very good to me, but apparently that is often enough 
to get on the scoreboard when it's, when oh, it's the weekly trial. Nice. Yeah, it's funny how how varied the scores are for what will actually get you on the scoreboard. Anyway, uh, it was much better than the last time we completed it when the instance bugged out and multiple people couldn't use their skills and we gave up after two hours because we were all getting tired and frustrated because, you know, we knew we could do it, but the game wasn't working and it was just like, <laughs> argh! It was head against brick wall. Yeah, so, so, you know, obviously we could do it. It wasn't us, it was the game. Having... Having a bad moment. Um, played some Animal Crossing. Did the fishing tourney event with people from the UESP Guild. I'd just like to point out. This is, this, these are some of the people I played. So, the, so there is Elder Trolls. <laughs> Tie in there. Kind of. I mean, I, yeah. The theme song on my um, island is uh, Derever Rising. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, know, it's funny uh, Hyperpixie, Hyperpixie posted a thing about it ages ago uh, where she had composed it so that that works. So I was like, okay, I'm totally stealing this and put it on mm. my island. So Yeah, I, I had done that nice. back on the one of the 3DS. And so I, I believe I did that for the current one. My town tune is Butterfly from Dance Dance Revolution. Um, I like it. And uh, anyway, we were having a really good time doing the fishing tourney um, until the Nintendo online server connection crashed and caused a massive rollback. And I don't know mm. how long oh. in time the rollback was. Oh, no. But I had achieved 300 points and then I only got the bronze trophy, which was the 100. So it was at least half an hour, probably might have been mm. as much of an hour. So. Okay, I was playing and I finally got back into Animal Crossing and was reorganizing my entire island. So I did a ton of changes to my island. And then there was a notice that like the server was going down. I was like, okay, I'll save and go off now. Do, 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 do. I never thought anything of it. And I haven't logged back in since I saw that. I be so fine. I wondered if they rolled back to way before, if that was when that <laughs> no, happened no, though. No. no, this was um, when you play. So you go to somebody else's island I was oh, like okay. there were like three of us went to a fourth person's island and gotcha. it turns out that when you spend a long time away from home the game doesn't save properly oh mm. gotcha. so if we'd been there for for half an hour and then gone back to our own places it would be fine but because we were there for hours and hours and hours the game just didn't save and so when we did when when shifty left to go back to his island suddenly you know the game just froze for everybody so gotcha. we learned a thing. Okay. We learned a thing. I mean, it, it, it's sense. it's not major. It's the fishing tournament. You know, we just do it again. I like that I summoned Hyperpixie in chat <laughs> by talking about the Morrowind theme. Mm. It's so funny. I might be playing Animal Crossing right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! This afternoon, I was going through this time when I was trying to write show notes for for the podcast, and I was trying to play Animal Crossing because I had people who needed to come to my island before ten p.m. And I was trying to do the UESP Guild raffle, and I've given up on that. That that'll just have to happen after the show. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, everything was 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 happening, but none of it efficiently. So awesome. Well, awesome. anything else you get up to? Oh, that's that's quite a week, you know. That's that a is quite the week. Stuff. How about you, Alara? What have you been up to? Um, not a lot stands out, except I've mostly been playing Among Us, because I realized that the mobile version is free. 
I need people to play Among Us with. I got I downloaded it, but then I'm like, I actually don't have anybody that's I don't know really anybody playing it right now. We should put a like, UESP game together. <laughs> we should do a UESP game. Maybe we could do that while I'm editing the podcast tonight. <laughs> people keep saying that on the Discord. People keep saying, you know, we should get together a UESP version of it, but yeah, it's, somebody needs to sit down and say, right, at this time we are playing. Yeah. yeah, I'm probably I'm not voice good chat. at. I'm not good at when I'm in the when I'm the imposter. People seem to realize it right away, or else I like figure, oh, this is a perfect time to kill someone, and someone just happens to be walking in the room at the time. Oh man, and yeah, I've when, only done the tutorial, like ha- learned how to play, so I haven't actually played. So I'd probably be terrible if I was the imposter. Yeah, I so. I'm really bad at lying too, so that makes it hard. And then when I'm not the imposter, everyone thinks it's me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not sure. I am terrible at any game which which involves bluffing. I just can't bluff. So I, I'm glad that yeah. you can still win as a crewmate when you're a ghost because um you still need to do your tasks once you've been killed like as a ghost and the crewmates oh, can really? still win by tasks. Yeah. That's so funny. Well, that's nice, though, because, you know, in a lot of games, once you're killed, that's it. You Then you have to sit there and wait for everybody else to finish. Mm-hmm. So but that's something I enjoy about <laughs> it. Do your tasks. It's a okay, ghost. we'll get, we'll set up a UESP game maybe later this week or tonight. I might just message while I'm editing the podcast because I'm bored. I'd be like, someone play with me while I wait for things to export. I'd be totally willing to. I mean, I'm going to grab yeah. something to eat afterward, but after that, Cause, yeah. Because I don't think it's not a super time committed. Like, their games are pretty short from what I understand yeah mm-hmm. yeah so okay we'll talk about that after the show mm-hmm. uh what else have you been up to that's really about that's pretty much it. all i can think of <laughs> awesome um uh, somebody added into my uh notes that this week i'm now without bl- blinding pain because i was actually like yesterday when i threw my back i was just like blinding pain every time i just it was anytime i went from sitting to standing or standing to sitting or laying down like anytime i moved if i was just standing i was fine if i was just sitting i was fine but something in the lower back so last night was a fun night of muscle relaxants and heating pads so seems to be mostly fixed now uh on Sunday, I got to do a really fun stream with Avron where we dressed up. She dressed up as Zelda from uh, Breath of the Wild. I dressed up as Waldo from Where's Waldo. Uh, and then we did some. I was completely confused though, because okay, so Avron had this really, really pretty. Um, it's, it was a lovely, white, yeah, white coat dress on. Um, but she didn't have a blonde wig or pointy ears. And then the other half of the costume was missing. Well, you just couldn't see it. So the no, pointy ears... The other half of the costume yes. was supposed to be Link. Which would have helped, but my Link costume is like set... I like tried to cancel the order. It's still coming like November 5th. <laughs> so it's like, well, well that's you'll be awesome. ready for next year. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do like another like a Christmas one and I'll just dress up as Link anyways. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a great costume. But then we talked about the elf ears, but if we're wearing headphones, like I put on glasses for it and it almost mm. killed me just wearing like, well, the you fake put the glasses. Elf ears, you put the elf ears over your headphones. So like out the outside of your head. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Why not? Uh, that'd be really funny. So we had a lot of fun. I actually finally did the new dungeons from uh, Stonethorn for the first time, which I love. Those dungeons are really, really good. Oh, I need to do those um, yet. They're really they fun. They are fun. And they they're are not, really fun. They're not overly... I found the uh, hollow, unhollowed grave ones to be much more challenging than these ones. 
Mm. Like even on normal, like that, not even like challenging, like, oh, we wiped and wiped and wiped. But they're just like you if unless you know what's going on, you have no idea what's going on. These ones were a lot more straightforward, like keep following the progression. And then there were some secrets, but you didn't have to do them. Uh, I really, really enjoyed them. Um, and then I spent so long leveling up my warden character that I realized I, I do not like playing stamina DPS, like at all. It's just, I don't like having to be in melee range on ESO for whatever reason. So I switched it to a Magicka Warden and now I'm really happy with it. Uh, See, that's why I'm bad at tanking. Because I don't like having having the big boss up close. I'm fine with that. Like, as a tank, I'm totally fine with it. The problem with me is, and it's like entirely a me thing. It has nothing to do with, like, the game having a problem. It's when I have to move out of range... And then move back into it, getting back into my rotation. I'm just like, my brain's just like, no, you're not going to figure this out. You don't just give up. Like, and then like, I get completely thrown off my rotation. Then my damage just like drops completely. Whereas like, if I'm away from the boss, I have an easier time moving out of things on the ground and then continuing with what I was doing. So that's my excuse. Whereas like a tank, you don't really have a rotation. It's like, keep your buffs up. Don't die. Keep blocking. Done. Pierce block hole, Pierce armor hole block. Yeah, <laughs> as as one of our official guild trolls likes to say. Yeah. Um, other than that, I feel like I played a lot, but I don't remember what I've done. Like I was thinking about, I'm like, I feel like I was in ESO a lot this week, but I don't honestly remember what I've done in game. I did some antiquities, I think. I think I cleared out some of my leads because they were expiring, but I need to farm new leads. That's my problem. I have a lot of leads that are like waiting. That I could be unlocking. Oh, I did get my yeah. Ring of the Wild Hunt. That's the most fun oh, item good. in the entire Thanks. game. I'm trying to organize um, a guild thing where we go and farm world bosses repeatedly until these drop. I. That's a good idea. I'm kind of busy, so I've asked one of the one of the officers to to you know, look up where where we should be going for that and come up with a date when it's going to happen. That'd be a really fun one. Have I told you what my idea is for a guild run or for a guild event I want to do? What? I want to. <laughs> do you guys remember the TV show Trading Spaces? It's uh, it was like on like, it was on the like of the concept. It's a home. It's a home decorating show. How so does that work in ESO? What you do is basically we pick two different people's houses and you you mm. build a team, and right. like a, a week in advance, basically the other team of like four people or whatever it is goes to the other people's house and they get to ask the person to buy like this item this item this item this item or we grab it from the guild store or guild bank stuff like that so a different collection of items and the other team does it and then they swap houses and decorate each other's houses and the best house wins at the end interesting i think it'd be so much fun just like go in and decorate. that is really interesting i like yeah. that I think yeah. you could. I think you could do it pretty well. Like you build a team of people, and then like, Alara has a team, and Baratron has a team, and then Alara has like five or ten people on their team, and Baratron has five or ten people on their team. So that I think that's way too many people. Unless oh. it's going to be one of the massive houses. That's what you kind of have to do, though. Like it has to, because it's going to be a bit of chaos, and that's why it'd be so much fun. Like you have to have like a little bit of a chaos in one of the big like have it like each of your like antiquarians alpine gallery or something like that and mm -hmm. whoever the homeowner is like has a list of like items they're allowed to put in and stuff like that so they just go and dump a ton of items on the ground see what they are then like the people have to come in and decorate it and then we have a judge 
I think it'd be a lot of fun to do that, like to spend like a few hours. Maybe we'll do that over American Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like uh, it's not like anyone's physically going out for Black Friday at the moment, are they? (laughs) No. Well, well, they will be, but don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Most of our guildies won't be. They'll be sitting at home playing ESO like sensible people. Exactly. So I think it'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) This is not the best of times. It's like, that's what the internet was invented for. Yep. Internet for shopping. Awesome. Well, now that we have my idea up there, why don't we go talk about... That's a great idea. I love it. I think it. it'd be a lot of fun. So we'll, mm. we'll have to work on that a little bit later. But for now, we're going to talk about other fun things we can do together in Tamriel. So if you've been paying attention on Twitter and social media and the ESO website, you've seen that there's a new sweepstakes out that they're calling uh, Tamriel Together. I think hashtag Tamriel Together is actually what it's completely is because it's all the things I've seen have the hashtag included. But basically they're trying to build on the idea of the community within ESO, which is kind of the big draw that ESO has. Like The hashtag ESO fam has been a great thing. A lot of good people there. And we're like, that's what brought me into the community too, just dealing with all those things. And we're like, you know what? It's Canadian Thanksgiving this week. Why don't we talk about the different things that we're thankful for and that we have good memories of in the game? So one of the things they've asked people to do is kind of like post on Twitter uh, using the hashtag uh, Tamriel together uh, and tell people about the stories that have brought them together with other people in Elder Scrolls Online. So we're like, well, instead of just going on Twitter and doing this, why don't we do a show about it? <laughs> we have a way to talk about this. So, well, yeah, so Baratron came up with a little list of questions uh, that we could kind of talk about and go over there. So um, our first question Baratron put in there was like, what made you pick up your first Elder Scrolls game? Um, I've told the story like a hundred times. I can tell it again, but what, why don't we start with Alara? Alara, what really brought you into Elder Scrolls to start? Well, I kept hearing that uh, Skyrim was a really good game, and um, I didn't know anything about it except that it was a RPG, and that I had cat people because I saw someone post their screenshot of their Khajiit <laughs> character. Um, and I got my first computer on my own, which is a laptop for college, and I wanted to get a game that I could run on that laptop that my family computer was too old for. And Skyrim, Skyrim happened to be 50% off at that time. And like I said, I'd heard good things. So I was just like, I'll try it out. And I was hooked right away. That's awesome. How about you, Baratron? What was your first? Well, I used to read the video game magazine Edge and acquire games um, where the review suggested that I might like it. And Skyrim had a really great review. I wasn't sure if I'd like violence. So I rented it from Blockbuster. I know. Remember remember renting? Remember Blockbuster? I missed that so much. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I liked it enough. I rented it for a week. And obviously I liked it enough to then then buy a copy. uh, Complete with the discount that I got for having previously rented the same game. (laughs) So, yeah, I I, review, basically. Mine was literally judging a book by its cover. I bought an Xbox and I had like and I I bought one game with I think I got Halo with it and then I wanted to get another game but I didn't want I only had saved up enough money from like my I think it was like either my first or my second job that I was working on I saved up enough money and I sold my Nintendo 64 to cover the cost of buying an Xbox because I really wanted to get an Xbox so I got 
Halo and I wanted to get another game. I was like, well, you know what? I'll go to Blockbuster and rent a game. And I oh, wanted so you, you did the same thing. Yeah, I wanted to get a game <laughs> oh, that cool. was like had magic and swords in it. That was like my requirement. I wanted a game with magic and swords because like I really like Zelda on Nintendo. So I was like, I want something like magic swords kind of fantasy like that. So I literally looked at Blockbuster at the covers and I saw Morrowind and it had the gold cover with like the symbol of the, like the Imperial symbol on it. And I was like, Ooh, this looks cool. And then I looked at the back and I was like <laughs> literally judging the book 100% by its cover looked at the back and read the description. It had the, I can still remember like to this day, it had the Dunmer with like the long sword in a stabbing pose on the back of the cover. And like, I read all about it and it's like prisoner. I was like, well, this sounds cool. And then I took that, I rented it, took it home. And then I think I, I, I think it was a seven day rental at the time. Because I remember like new releases had a three day rental or a one day rental. And then the older games had a seven day rental. Uh, so I rented it and took it home and then like took it back and then like bought it the next day. I think I went to a computer store because it was CompuCenter. Here was where you bought video games at the time because uh, there was no like GameSpot or anything like that. It was we didn't have Best Buys. We had like Business Depot or things like that. So bought it. And then after that, like I was completely, completely hooked. Um, but yeah, since we're talking about kind of our community, when did you find, uh, UESP after you first started playing? Cause UESP, I think for the three of us, at least, and many others here is kind of a big part of the community that we've had. Like the, if we talk about Tamriel together, I think all of us literally came together. Like I only ever met you guys because of UESP. Mm-hmm. So when did you guys kind of find UESP? Because um, about a month or two after playing, I was Googling for, um, I was stuck on a quest or something, and um, I just, you know, Googled, and out of all the results, I figured I liked this one best, and um, started using the wiki, and then started using the forum. That's so funny that you say Google. I'm trying to remember now if when Elder Scrolls Morrowind came out, if Google was still was already like the default search engine for everything. <laughs> I probably not. I don't think I think it might have either been Webcrawler or AltaVista that I used. If I'm thinking Yahoo? about it. It wasn't I don't I never really used Yahoo. Yahoo I know was a big one, but I remember just I didn't use it for whatever reason. I used to uh, use because... Dogpile a lot. Dogpile was one. Oh, let's see. Top while you go. Marathon, when did Jeeves you, as well. When did you find UESP? Well, I mean, I was playing Skyrim and I don't remember what the problem was, you know. It might have been I was lost. It might have been uh, you know, one of those quests where it's got multiple endings and I wanted to pick the right one. Um, I don't know. All I know is that GameFAX was not helpful. And GameFAX was where I had up to this point always gone looking for game information and so I presume I also Googled and I found the ESP and I found the Wikia and I found other sources and all of them I liked. I thought the UESP was, was the best written. Um, and I found UESP you know, in January 2012 and I've basically been here ever since. So, I'm just right it's now, been a to- bit years. The top search engine in March of 2002 and the game came out in May was Yahoo with 36%. Then Google was there with 16%. Um, AltaVista oh, okay. was 9 MSN was 8%. Hotbot was in there with 2 I remember Hotbot. So I, I think it would have been AltaVista that I used at the time, which is so funny thinking about. 
Why on earth did I use Alta Vista? Um, but yeah, I remember. So what mine was specifically is I had the uh, Morrowind Prophecy Strategy Guide, and I had looked in it, and I saw the Dragonbone Mail or the Dragonbone Curious. I can't remember which version it was because I think they changed the name at one point. Um, was available in this like grotto, like the mud on mud and grotto. I can't remember the name of it specifically. So I remember searching for how to get to this and UESP was right at the top there and was like, okay, well click this. And then I went through that. And then I found like, I was like, Oh, this has every answer possible for it. And then I was like, wait, but it also gets updated versus like the book didn't get updated. So if there was ever anything missing or wrong in the book, UESP had it. So I started printing off the pages for all the different like locations that I wanted to go to and shoving them inside where they would correspond with the strategy guide. So when I pulled it out like a year or two ago, when I found the strategy guide again at my parents' house, I still had like printouts from like my dot matrix printer uh, with like the UASP on it, which was so, so funny. I need to try to find them. I think they're at my parents' house still, but I was like, that's so funny that these old printed out articles are still on there. I definitely printed stuff out from UASP for oh, quite yeah. some time. Basically, right up until uh, mobile phones got good enough that you could read uh, the website on them. Yeah, that's so you know probably up to, true. Up to a few years ago. Yeah. Um, okay, so how do the Elder Scrolls games kind of like bring you guys into the a community? Let's start with Alara again. Okay. Well, it was definitely you know UASP. Um, like I said, I originally used the wiki first, but then one day I noticed this little uh, forum link on the side, and <laughs> I was just so obsessed with the game at that point. I'm like, you know, I gotta talk I about it talk to someone. It. Yeah, so I joined. Um, that was October fourteenth, twenty twelve. And oh wow! So yeah, I've been with the UASP, you know, from the forum since then. Wait, you IRC. said October fourteenth? Yep. So literally tomorrow, it's an eight-year anniversary for you. Oh, oh wow. wow, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't even notice we that. We should have held this episode and held it for one more day and that <laughs> on a Wednesday, and then it would have been your eight-year uh, anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. Well, the, what title. I thought was funny is, um, you know, I was looking at our show notes, and I joined the forum just three days before Beartron. <laughs> yeah, That's I joined so on funny. the 17th of October 2012. I need to yeah. look it up, because ages back, I joined the forums thinking i was making a wiki account because there was something i wanted to do on the wiki and this was before i did the podcast this was ages back and then i went to go do something on the wiki and i couldn't log in and i was like oh my account and then i looked looked in my email and stuff like that i made a forum account instead of it and i was like oh okay i'll do it later and then i never did it i never touched anything this must have been like five years ago or something like that like super funny that and then like i was like oh like i literally only made my wiki account like a year and a half ago i think i'd already started the podcast before i made my wiki account <laughs> um no. so don't judge me too, too too harshly there um so what about you baritron well i joined i joined the forum um i mean it was the same thing i think i saw the little, little link at the side which said you know if you'd like to talk about this click here and i joined the forum and then joined the IRC channel the same day. Now, back then, there were Ooh, actually IRC. two UES, there were actually two UESP IRCs because there was the UESP forums channel and the UESP wiki channel. Yep. And never the twain did 
they basically people were on one or the other. Oh, that's so funny. There was like there, factions. If, yeah, there was a rare one, few yeah. on both, only a couple of us, but yeah, that's one thing it, that the um, I really like about the Discord is it helped bring these different parts of the community together. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it was it was AKB's experiment, and at the beginning, I was a bit um, skeptical about whether it would work. Um, you know, it took a little while to get to get going, but now the dis the Discord's great. Mm -hmm. I joined the Discord on Sunday, the first of January, twenty seventeen. So, what was I doing on the first of January? You know, not having, not celebrating <laughs> the New Year. I was <laughs> logging into Discord. Oh man, we could go over later. I will tell everybody <laughs> all of the time that New Year's Day is the most overhyped holiday in the entire world. I mm. never see me going crazy for it, but. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah, the Discord's been great. That's the Discord's kind of how I got brought back into UESP too, because I remember just seeing, I can't even remember, I think it was on Twitter or something, I saw a post being like, UESP has a Discord. I was like, oh, I'll click that. Boop, boop. Um, and then I remember thinking after I, jo I joined it pretty early on too, I'd have to look up to see when my first date was. And then I left it again because at the time, Discord didn't have like the folders feature that it has now. And I was in like 80 discord servers because i just like was like i'm just gonna go and join a ton of these and then like i was like there's too many so i just like left all of the ones that i didn't like know anybody in uh then i joined it again and was like chatting for a while and i was like i don't understand and then i remember thinking i'm like i bet uesp has like a podcast that i could listen to and it didn't and i was really sad about it <laughs> so i was like oh i wish we usp had a podcast and then you volunteered to make one and well and then are. i got a message from baratron randomly one day being like hey do you want to help moderate discord and i was like okay i guess so like i could help do that after i'd been just like involved in it for a while um i was like what do i have to do she's like i don't know just be there Remember, <laughs> that that what I said? did i really say it was that? something along that it was something along those lines it was like i'm like is there like a like a list of things that i need to like read or like a guideline policy she's like no 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 just 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 let us know. I'm like, I don't know how much free time I have. You're like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> like, uh, which is funny because now all of my free time is literally consumed by USB things. <laughs> so it's not, like, I didn't think yeah. I had free time and now I have even less. Um, you didn't know what and we're getting I, into. <laughs> yeah, because then I proposed, I'm like, we should have like a podcast or like do some Twitch streaming and stuff like that. And like Avron apparently had set up some Twitch stuff ages before, but never, it didn't really take off too well. So I'm like, I'm just going to do this myself then. So, um, uh, it worked out really, really well. But yeah, that's kind of funny that I joined I joined really early and then I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here and left. And then what was the other thing? And then you also have the team speak, right? With the for the guild. there with the guild. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that was really something that brought me into the community feeling because you know, I joined the UESP guild right on the first day that it was a thing was the yeah. 31st of march 2014 which was the uh five day early access mm -hmm. eso and I, I i got made an officer like within two days <laughs> um and obviously you know we chatted in the in the guild text chat and we started to figure out that if you do um the group dungeons it's useful to be on voice chat as well and i think i said to dave hey dave these other guilds that have this team speak thing we have one as well so we set up TeamSpeak. And I used to be on our TeamSpeak literally every single night, talking to people for hours. Yeah. 
Now I'm on there a couple of times a week because I'm just too... Like, my chronic fatigue's really bad, so I just can't... There, there are nights when I can't handle that much uh, input. Yeah, basically, that's what made me make, you know, real friendships. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I've met people and become friends with people through there, too. Oh, yeah, there's so much. And that's a, such a, like, a good community there on the TeamSpeak. Mm -hmm. That's the only spot I feel like the Discord and the... Uh, like we have the Discord and the TeamSpeak, I think are still kind of separated out for the UESP community. Like there's not a ton of overlap because we never really used Discord for voice communications because a yeah. lot of the people don't like to. I know there's a lot of people that have trouble running Discord at the same time as ESO, uh, whereas TeamSpeak is so old and <laughs> easy to run that they don't have any like performance problems with it. It's it's so it's so old and clunky that um you know it's it's actually a very very small program. Yeah. Unfortunately, quite a few of us are are running ESO on potato computers, yeah. and as ESO gets bigger and bigger and consumes more and more resources, then you want something very very light for your voice chat. Yeah, but still, it's um, it's an awesome community, and I remember like in other games too, like Teamspeak has been a really big or Mumble. Mumble was the other one I used to use. Oh yeah, games. we did have a Mumble actually. We had a Mumble before we had a Teamspeak. Yeah. <laughs> Mumble was, Mumble was great when it worked because it was free and easy to set up mm -hmm. and open source and things like that. But then if it failed or had any problems, you're like, oh, well, just bye. Bye. <laughs> I totally forgot we'd had that. Yeah, I, I so don't funny. think I ever used that. <laughs> it may have been, well, I was going to say it may have been before your time, but you were the person that got me into ESO. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, mean, I wrote this down about how, how it was actually being in UESP that got me into ESO in the first place because Alara had a spare code for the February 2014 beta. I don't even remember that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but now that you, you mentioned it, I think we probably, like, each person who was in it had, like, an extra code to give out or something like that. I think that's how it worked. And, I completely um, forgot I that, found though. <laughs> my review post on the UESP forum, and it's hilarious. Basically, I hated everything. That's so funny. I mean, I, you I don't sound now. like you were alone. That was the majority of the ESO launch reviews, mm -hmm. where everyone was like, "I mean, hey. I could, I could share bits of this with you because it was really very, very funny." <laughs> and you know, I was like, "My first run through Cold Harbor was horrible, boring, and actively distressing. I kept trying to click on items that were lying around the place to pick them up, but absolutely everything was scenery and non-interactable until <laughs> the one point where the game tells you to pick an object up." bothered me i'm used to the dungeon area having lots of low-grade weapons and armor and potions and potion ingredients and it was all scenery i eventually realized that the only way you could get items was if you were lucky enough to get to one of the crate stroke chest stroke barrel stroke baskets just as they'd respawned i didn't like that at all <laughs> <laughs> and uh yes but anyway apparently once I'd spent about two hours blundering around in Cold Harbor and made it into the real world, I was a lot happier because there were objects on tables and bookcases and cupboards, and it was all much more like the Elder Scrolls games that I was used to. And I was writing about how I was, you know, trying to group with Alara, and we grouped up, and we each had an arrow to show where the other's character was, but our actual characters were invisible to the other player. I, I think I remember that. The, <laughs> yeah, the instant thing that happened and, yeah. a lot back there, and. And oh, uh, we went to this quest area, and I have to say, this was the least enjoyable thing in the whole of my time in DESO. It was so artificial that each of us was helping a separate instance of the same NPC. 
Oh my goodness, I was I didn't like it. And the other thing I didn't like apparently was that um in ESO, now this is something I still don't like, uh provisioning, you have to get the recipes before you can make anything. Whereas in alchemy and enchanting, you just experiment and you and you yeah. figure out how to make potions mm-hmm. and how to make glyphs. But in provisioning, you have to buy the recipe first. And I was like, you know, in the real world you can take ingredients and have a go. Mm-hmm. I just honestly this 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 is so funny and I was really stressed out as well because I didn't realize how um sky shards were going to work and I was like but you've the level cap's level 50 which means you only get 50 perk points and how are you supposed to put all these Oh man imagine in you only had 50 points in the SL. <laughs> yeah that is oh, wild. Um, and I didn't like the class system and I didn't like that there weren't subtitles I mean that's to be fair that's a valid um, and they managed most it to... of this they they added something. Oh, it's a completely quite, different quite a game. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's, it's so funny because Skyrim. So I had, I've always been a Mac person. I love my Apple computers. I've been using them forever. I still have an iMac, and that's what I've been using for a lot of things. Because just when I do creative work, it's just, I just find it better. It's comfortable. It's easy to use. Um, but I was playing Skyrim. I remember, and I had it on the Xbox 360, and I found just randomly googling around on the internet there's a tutorial that you can move your save from xbox to pc on a like by like copying it over to a usb drive and you could get your save file you just had to rename a couple things and then put it on the pc and i was like i kind of want to try skyrim on a pc i think it'd be a lot of fun to be able to use mods and stuff like that like that'd be a lot of fun so if it wasn't for skyrim i wouldn't have built my first computer which like building my first computer ended up being like changed billions of things in my life. Like I ended up, that became my literal job um, doing all that kind of stuff. So that like involved me in so many other communities too, but it was all because Skyrim, cause I wanted to try it with mods that I like my like horror stories of like, I, my wife bought me like the sweetest thing ever. Like she's not into computers or anything like that, but she did research and she found a, processor that would be really good and it matched with the things that i was trying to build she went to a computer store talked to somebody that was like completely condescending and terrible but she found the processor was able to buy it like someone tried to get a different one get her to get a different one she's like no i think this is the one i need to get because it'll work so she helped build the buy the computer for me um and then I built it wrong and it didn't work. And I was sitting there on boxing day being like, I've built this computer and it failed. Oh, I'm so miserable until I like went to bed and like at two o'clock in the morning, I woke up from a dream, realized I forgot to plug one part of it in. There was a <laughs> whole thing. Oh no! It was a CPU power because when I had last built a computer, CPU power wasn't a thing. You just had the 24 port, uh-huh. 34 pin motherboard yeah. cable. So I didn't even think about that. And apparently there it was clicked it, turned it on got it booted at like 2.45 in the morning and immediately installed Skyrim. It was the first thing I did. I got the computer running, installed Skyrim. Uh, but then I kind of drifted away from the other schools community after that. Like I didn't really... Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. And, and then was the point where your wife woke up at like 7 the next morning and you were still at the computer? Oh, 100%. Uh, 100% <laughs> still, that was what happened. Uh, that doesn't really happen anymore. Uh, but... Yeah, so like I kind of drifted away, and then I came back when the Elder Scrolls more or T- Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind chapter was announced. Like I saw the teaser for it, I was like, "Oh, Morrowind! I loved Morrowind. Oh man, I want to see this." And I was like, "I was like, okay, well maybe I want to go check out Elder Scrolls Online again." I was like, "I didn't like it. I was in the beta. 
I did not enjoy the game at all, but I only played solo because I didn't really have a community at the time. So that's when I joined the UESP Discord again. It was like, saw people talking about like, there was like the volcano thing was added in there. It's like, what does it mean? We had all the little teasers and stuff like that. Uh, so I joined in that and that kind of got me into a community again, which I think 100% increased the enjoyment I had for the Elder Scrolls. This was having a, like, ESO is a great game. I will say it's a it's a good game. I really enjoy a lot of it. There's things I don't love about it. There's things I really like about it. But honestly, the biggest thing is the community that surrounds it. Like, if it wasn't for all the different people that I've met, that I've got to know throughout the game and things like that, like, that's what keeps me coming back and logging in every day. Like, the daily rewards are nice, but that's not what I log in for. The login to see all these different people that I've met and, like, have that, like, shared experience together. Like, talking about the different builds we're using, talking about the different, like, items, the leads we're doing, like, all those things. Like, coming back every day, that's what really keeps you involved in an MMO, like having a guild that you can like relate to and that's active and stuff like that. Cause, and like UESP is so nice. Cause it's that, like, it's a pillar of the community. Like it's, it's always there and it's always going to be there. Like we don't have to, we joke uh, like as like kind of like podcasts come and go and things like that. Like UESP will be there for the elder Scrolls community. We never worry about that leaving. So having that as like a backbone to like playing a game and stuff like that, like just meeting people, starting the stream, starting the podcast, that's really what brought me back into the community. So it's like, I probably would have, if it wasn't for UASP and the guild and stuff like that, I would have like checked out Morrowind, saw some of the familiar things, been like, oh, Satanine, haha. And then I probably would have left again and not played and just kept playing different games, stuff like that. But the fact that I had come back and joined that discord and like got involved again, like it's that's like that's the real strength of like the Tamriel together and i think that's why they're really trying to push that narrative with this uh sweepstakes because it's true it's it's honestly it's how it works like you you don't play these games without building a community it's really hard to just be a solo person and not get bitter that things change but when you have that like group of people that like you care about that care about you and that you really just want to play with it just it just kind of draws it all together and makes it worth playing in general, I think the players who don't stay in ESO are the ones who don't get a community, who, yeah. who don't join a guild or they join a guild but don't don't feel connected. Um, trading guilds in particular are absolutely terrible for, for making friends in because people are in a trading guild because the trader's in a good position, not because uh, the guild itself is necessarily very friendly. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously there are trading guilds that are also social guilds. Um but yeah, I mean, there there are people come in and they don't they don't find a group and they leave. Yeah, um, I, I think that happens a sad. lot. I see people in the chat saying they don't have people to play with. You can literally always add Pylon in game, and I will play with you anytime I am online. I am Xbox. They're on Xbox. I will find people to play uh, with you, or you can send me an Xbox and I'll play with you. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I've actually been really tempted to get the Series S, like the cheaper Xbox just as a console to play Elder Scrolls on so I can have that just like other version to play. I've thought about that a few times, but uh, yeah. So, so what is like the Elder Scrolls community to you guys? Like kind of, we were talking about that. Like that's what it is for me. Like that's what it's, it's that group of people with that shared experience that kind of brings it. What, what is it really for you guys? Well, the, I guess about the same for me. It's, you know, all these people I've met, you know, become friends with and are always there, always have someone to talk to, people I care about and care about me. And it's just great that we have this. 
How about you, Baratron? You've already talked about that it, Lara. Kind of got you into it, but that group of nerds who understand what I'm what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, very very much so. I mean, it's it's within within UESP. I have the people who are my particular friends, and then the people who are guildies or whatever. And essentially, it's it's very much um not having to explain because you know like when when you're a, a, a fan of something can, can you imagine i don't know trying to explain morrowind to somebody <laughs> who's not experienced it at all trying to explain oh yes and there's there's dark elves but they're not they're not drow they don't live underground and they live in this place where there's giant mushrooms but they don't get high all the time just just just, and, and the gods are, are they're living gods who were formerly, one of them was formerly a, a Dhamma, one of them was formerly a Kaima, you know, trying to explain all of this. I don't have, you know, within the Elder Scrolls community, I don't have to explain that. Yeah. You know, know the background. And so we can just get on and talk about, hey, this quest is really fun. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, I don't, yeah, having that shared experience with people. And having the people that are passionate about something that you're passionate about too, like it just makes it makes it makes it all more fun. I honestly think it does, and I think it makes a lot of things that you really want to accomplish in game more fun because it like if you like when I finally finished uh, Veteran Maelstrom Arena the other day, like last week or whatever it was, like it was such a good feeling. Like I did it on stream, and then like I'm cheering, and like I seen like everybody in chat start cheering too. It was really fun, and then I posted it in the guild, and everyone's like, "Congrats, congrats!" Everyone talking about like, "Oh, was your heart pumping for that final boss?" I was like, "Yes!" Like having that ability to share these moments with people, and like especially mm -hmm. when we're talking about like how the world is right now, like without like a social online community it's real like it's really easy to get like alone and even with that like it's still very easy to feel alone even when you do have these online communities but like we're separated from people in in like person contact we're dealing with most things are online and virtual so having that community has been really helpful i think like personally like just having you guys to talk to every week like has been very good for my mental health specifically like just being friends with people and talking about something that you have in common like it's just even if it's not like having to have deep deep conversations all the time even though sometimes they do get really deep when we're looking at the different lore arguments and stuff going on but i think just having people that are passionate about something just makes it all and i don't know it makes everything worthwhile um but before we go i think we should do a final thing of talking about our different fond memories um in the Elder Scrolls community, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start and cut all yours off, uh, because I know you guys will both be thinking this. But when I got to meet you guys at PAX, that was one of the best. Like, I never have imagined being in a community like I've been in other game communities before, where there was like um, BlizzCon with the WoW community and stuff like that. But that was never something I'd actually go to. I'd hear about it and see things about it, but. When I actually got to like go to PAX and like as part of UESP and then like we go and like whenever there was like a lore question during the trivia game, they're like, oh, let's go to UESP and like we were all involved with it. That was like such a, like, a touching moment for me. And it's crazy to think that was in March and February, March of this year. It feels like it was like I 10 know, years ago. Just we, we fitted it in just, just in time before yeah. everything, everything shut down. down. But to me, that feels like so long ago. But that's one of like the biggest moments really was actually does. like. 
meeting people from an online community. That's the first time I think I've ever really done that. So how about you guys? I've been meeting people from online communities since about the year 2000. Um, so, so you know, from that point of view, it's something I'm used to doing. But there have been so many. I, I actually sat and went through. Um, well, I tried. I tried to go through all my ESO screenshots um, before this. And I got to about uh, September 2016. <laughs> and, okay, so what I can tell you up to that point was um, the 2016 April Fool's prank. Uh which is when uh, Vic Dark Shadow from, from the wiki basically decided, you see, there's this um, item called Almondine, which is used to craft well-fitted armour. And well-fitted isn't a terribly useful trait. And just about every medium piece of armour you ever get has this trait. So I was always ranting about how much I hated Almondine and how people should take Almondine out of the guild bank because I didn't <laughs> want it. And <laughs> okay. bunch of a bunch of the guildies worked together and they got 500 stacks of <laughs> 200 almondine per stack. And on April Fool's Day, they emptied everything else out of the guild bank except for the almondine. That's so funny. And I basically, I basically fell off my chair where I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and the, the funniest thing was it actually, that prank actually got other people as well because they thought they didn't, they, they were like, is that some bug? Is there some strange bug that's happened? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. Because oh, that's the kind of prank I like, you know, something that is, is harmless, but funny. <laughs> and I, I, I still love it. And, you know, it was 2016. It's still the best prank I've that's ever seen. That's a great prank, though. That's a, <laughs> that's a hard one to top. Yeah. Um, so I was going through these these screenshots and about half of them were screenshots of quest dialogue where I was obviously at some point intending to write the quest up for the wiki and um, still haven't. Um, <laughs> um, and about a quarter of them were bugs. Yeah, here's some weird bugs. But, but the, other, the other quarter was literally stuff I'd done. Um, so, you know, funny things that were said in guild chat fashion scrolls online you know because i had <laughs> friends posing in their costumes you know there, there was one where it's who wore it better and it was the same costume on three different characters it's like who, who looks best in this? uh things like that and um, yeah getting married in eso was 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 fun as well That's so um, quite a long story relating to that one as well how about you alara uh, there's been a lot of times, you know, just uh, encountering people in game. Some of the most memorable ones are um, like in Cyrodiil, there was one case where um, like we just started RPing while we were waiting for a battle and randomly started fishing with someone from a different alliance. You know, there's times that, you know, I've met people doing world bosses, um, plenty of things with the guild. Um, I really like our times where we've done like hide and seek and stuff like that. Um, and of course, um, yeah, one of the ones that, um, I wrote down was one of the highlights was meeting you guys in person. Yeah. It was just so much fun to hang out. Oh, that was so much fun. I had a blast in Boston. That was, I, I, uh, I just want to do it again. And it makes me sad that I don't know when that'll ever happen again, mm -hmm. but 
like honestly though like and it's it's self-serving but probably the best memory i have is when like i remember so vividly when we started getting rumors about the elsewhere launch we started hearing ideas and i was like guys let's start a podcast let's do the podcast <laughs> we're gonna talk about it and like i was like and uh i was like how are we gonna do this i'm like i don't care i'm just gonna make it work we're gonna do it and then we basically we like set up a channel on the discord and just like brainstormed like crazy for what was it like a week and just got as many people as we could to try to help with stuff and write notes and talk about the lore and stuff like that and then we just like i was like because i originally had a plan that i was like in I think it was in March that I wanted to launch the podcast. And then we started getting all the announcement and teasers and rumors. I was like, oh, let's do it today. So like within a week, we got it all set up, got everything running. And like, it was just such a fun. I remember being so hectic and like just broken. Like production was just a mess. Like we had like one screen. We didn't have any like different sections and segments and stuff like that. And we were like, oh, whatever, let's just make it go. And it was so much fun. Look at us I now. I absolutely loved it. I know. And like now we've been doing it for almost two years. Like, I got to now we that have audacity. We have audacity. So the final we have, mix actually gets yeah, we sound have, correct. Yeah, we know when people are subscribing now. We know when people are following. Like, so we have a lot of fun there. Like, it was it's been awesome. Like, getting and like from this podcast, I've got to do so many different things. Like, I never, I never in a billion years thought we'd actually be as successful as we are as a podcast, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and like because of that, I've got to meet all the different people. I've got like this sweet poster that uh Baratron gave me with the, that we got from the teaser from ZMAX online. Like I get to talk to like such awesome people in the community and I get to like, hang out with everybody like that's here in chat and here listens to the podcast all the time. Like it's just so much fun for me and so much, I, I just enjoy it so, so much. And it's been such a great thing in my life that I really appreciate it. It's the community, even just around this Twitch and this podcast alone has been, just such a positive experience in my life. So thank you everybody for being such an awesome community and ESO fam. And I, like for me, that's what the Tamriel together is about. Like it's about getting to hang out with all you guys. We make fun videos. We make fun podcasts. We want to work on new things and yeah, the UESP fam. So I appreciate it. It's just, yeah, we'll probably have to stop before a pilot just bursts into tears and can't <laughs> even talk anymore. Cause I'm just so happy with all you oh, guys. Well, got the box of tissues well, Laura did grab a box of tissues before we started so oh, man. and yeah getting to hang out in a hotel room with Tatanka who I'd never met before but we're like hey let's get a hotel room together for Boston <laughs> now I just consistently like keep fudging the truth more and more so I can tell people on stream that I've used to live with Tatanko, which I did live with him for three days but never long ago, but... <laughs> yeah so he you... didn't get much sleep apparently no because I snored like crazy it was brutal. It was, I had the worst cold that weekend, which is funny thinking about me going to an event while I had like a sinus infection. Like, can you imagine going out in public now if you have a sinus infection? <laughs> be brutal. Mm -hmm. I remember like trying to hide sneezes because like there had just started being talk about COVID-19 at the event. And then like I remember Pete Hines and I bumped elbows because we didn't want to shake hands. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. So awesome. Well, I think that's probably a good place to call it for tonight. Uh, I guess it's a reminder to everybody, like, when we talk about this stuff, like, it just reminds me that, like, sometimes we get angry at the game. Sometimes the games do things. Sometimes people do things that we don't want them to. But it's like, at the end of the day, everybody just needs to remember that the the people are what make this game. People are People make this game. Like, we wouldn't be here without the developers of this game. We wouldn't be here without the people in this community. So, like... Just be kind to each other and 
think look at each other with empathy instead of anger as we play the game and like have fun like it's so hard to sometimes remember that the games are about fun you're supposed to be enjoying it like sometimes it's hard sometimes it's work but have fun and just be happy and enjoy each other so remember to yeah just be kind remember that every single name in zone chat guild chat say yell is a real person behind that character yeah they're part of the community too well on that note i think it's probably a good place to sign off for the night so thank you all for joining us once again for another episode episode 20 of season two we hope you'll enjoy us again and we'll talk to you all again soon so on behalf of myself alara baratron and the rest of the staff at the uesp we hope you guys have some fantastic adventures in nern bye everybody